You're listening to a podcast from 702. Ultron. Technology. 702. Technology and society with Aki Anastasio. This feature is brought to you by Ultron. Technology partners in your digital transformation journey. For more information, visit Ultron.com. Ultron. There when it matters. Welcome to the studio, Aki Anastasia. Hello, How are you doing? Very well. As we mentioned last time, my mom taught you English. Is that not true? Yes, she was my uh, primary school teacher. She taught me <laughs> English and uh, she, her passion for the love of the English language, uh, you know, really <laughs> shone through. She was as tough as nails as an yeah. English teacher. She was oh, very strict. So. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I have, you know, from school, there's just that the one teacher that stands yeah. out. She's one of them. Oh, wow. That's uh, so she's, she's, she's fantastic. Oh, she's so probably listening to us this morning. She may well be. Well, so, we, um, we share one thing in common. We both learned English from my mom. So. Mrs. Walsh, good morning <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, you know what? Before we get into yes. cause there's a lot of interesting stuff. I, I'm interested, like, how did your love for technology actually spark so it started when i was young you know um uh, i was always fascinated growing up by the radio and television for example hmm. and i often wondered like how on earth does um you know this a, a box that's plugged into a, a wall in the electrical cable how does that get the audio transmission to come through the radio and i was trying to work out fm and am in those days hmm. and i did the same with television because when televisions first came out in the country, it was just, it was for me incredible that these pictures came alive on a television set. Yeah. And yet it was coming via an aerial. Um, and, and that's where I started becoming quite fascinated with technology. <laughs> and, um, I remember, um, getting into huge trouble at home because I used to tear, and uh, not tear, I used to break these things apart. So I used to take a screwdriver, <laughs> unscrew the back of the television set, yeah. and take it apart. Huh. But the problem was that I couldn't put it back together again <laughs> because there were so many different sophisticated parts to it. Yeah. But I really wanted to see the mechanisms and how it worked um, uh, at the back. Um, and then from there, of course, I I, um, I started you know coding when I was young. I, I had the, one of these okay. uh, Spectrum ZX um, machines and I had a Commodore. And you, know, you used to get these games that used to come on a cassette and mm. then you could code and you could make up your own games as well. Hmm. So I guess that's where my love for technology started. And then, of course, when the Internet started becoming mainstream in South Africa in the in the late 90s, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I remember, you know, my first Internet connection and just switching oh, it on word. and be able to... Remember how long that took? Yeah, but it it took ages. But just to get that first, um, you know, when you used to get the news, and I remember one of the first websites I went to was CNN, hmm. and then... They used to stream audio sometimes, and it used to take such a long time to stream. And yeah. and I just thought, wow, this is amazing, you know, that you can communicate like this and sending your first email. And I just thought, wow, this is going to democratize so many things mm. in the world that we're living in. So mm. that's how my kind of love for technology evolved, Sizwe. Yeah, no, that's really, really interesting. And um, yeah, so much that we take for granted has can teach us so much if we if we yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you know, and the acceleration of this, um, because it's mm. it's been interesting over the years, um, to 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 keep tabs of how the speed of processing power is changing sure. thanks to Moore's law. And when I saw this acceleration from my first process and my first computer that I bought like 25 years ago mm. uh, to where we are now, and the kind of processing power that we have on a computer and on a phone. Yeah. 
it's like astonishing to really think that is. you know we you know 15 years ago we were at a different place to where we are today and it's like mind blowing how it's just changing everything around us. I yeah. mean, you know it, uh, the things that you can do. I mean, look at mm. look at what you were doing with your uh, website yeah, uh, and your and your YouTube your YouTube YouTube channel, which I was checking out yeah. uh, some of your content, um, mm. which is absolutely brilliant, by mm. the way. I love Thanks. the way you I love your interview style on your YouTube channel. It's really sure, cool sure. and the locations and that sort of thing. But it, it's it's kind of enabling you yeah. to do this kind of production, right? Uh, and and in the past, nobody you know most people couldn't do these kind of things. Absolutely. Today, if you've got creative spark in you you can launch your own media empire yeah. using tools that are virtually free right this is very true this is very true and sorry i took you on that that odyssey no, but, it, but it's, uh, it's quite cool you know yeah. it's quite cool to talk about these things because you know it puts it puts our discussion into context mm, mm, absolutely and and with that take us through you know some of the exciting things that are happening at the current moment that that you want to take us through. Well, you know, it's very interesting in the last couple of weeks is where um, yeah. you use, what, what phone do you use? An iPhone? Use or an, well, hmm, I don't know if I should tell people because then they you know use? who's an spying on, on what. <laughs> <laughs> no, I use an iPhone. Use an iPhone. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, both both uh, Google and, and Apple um, have admitted that they, you know, they do have people listening to us, hmm. okay? They don't know your location and they don't know who you are because your, uh, your, 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 your identity is hidden. Yeah. But they simply listen to conversation through the microphone um, to try and translate, um, you know, use it for their Siri programs and their Siri queries. So, but it's interesting, some of the, the noises, and these have been whistleblowers that have come out to say oh, this, really? and both both organizations, both Apple and Google, have said, no, we, we, we're halting doing this at the moment. Sure. But um, the Guardian broke the story, um, the Apple story, and uh, basically they use... They use this listening for basically quality control and to see the Siri. And it says their contractors are all over the world. But, I mean, they've heard of people having sex, right? Because your phone's next to your bed, right? Uh, most of us keep our phones next to our beds. And <laughs> can you imagine somebody listening to – although they don't listen to your entire conversation. Sure, but they'll sure. listen to like a minute or so. I don't know how that would help with Siri, but uh, – But, well, it's <laughs> well, can't identify like, ah, and ooh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but think of the sensitive information that you might talk with uh, with your partner or a murder that, mm. uh, that the audio side of Siri might be able to witness, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, or, for example, if it's on a boardroom table, like us, for example, yeah. right here, your phone sitting – on your table over mm, here mm. but you know I, I trust Apple as a brand and I trust what they do with my information so mm. I mean and and we are two different generations yeah. well what's your take on privacy and are, are you have you given away your privacy do you care about about the things that we're discussing do you care that Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram yeah. know so much about you and more so about you than probably most of your friends and your family yeah. you know it's becoming increasingly worrying I think from my generation, we were kind of thrown into this world where we use these technologies as natives and then mm. only later realized, oh, oops, we just yes. gave away everything. And, and so I think now, particularly amongst people who are slightly older within my generation, there is a big conversation going on about, about privacy. I think what's really happened is I care about privacy yes. deeply. I, I, I do think that it's crucial for a democracy that people do have some private space where they can, you know, experiment and think and, and do things outside of the public glare. But it does seem to me that that space has completely shrunk. And I almost take it as, as a given. So I know that people are, are looking at my Twitter. So when I use it, I already have that in mind. Yeah. And that has, I think, completely changed the way that I interact with, for example, my phone 
or my social media because I'm just assuming that there's no privacy mm. on these devices. You see, the problem is we're living in a in a in an era where it's just become like natural to be part of it, you yeah, know. So it doesn't yeah. concern you that much. But then when you are affected, and when you look at mm. you look at um, the cybersecurity threats in the world, at hacking, sure. and there was a massive black hat conference. Mm. President Ramaphosa uh, might be a bit angry right now. Yeah, his emails. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Um, there was a black hat conference that was uh, held recently in Las Vegas, mm. and it's kind of where all the hackers go, and and they, you know, it's like an open zone, and they all share each other's information. Mm. Um, um, but you know, it's like it's like spies going to a spy convention. Oh you goodness, know? Yeah. Can you but, imagine? Yeah, and, and they came up with the most fascinating stuff. I was just reading yeah. at some of the stuff that they were testing, and I was petrified. Hmm. But the thing is, how uh, you, you know the, the 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 devious people, what they do with your personal yeah. information, what yeah. they can do. And I mean, I was I came across this this piece of technology just to give an idea that you must be aware when you are buying stuff and buy from legitimate sources, for example. Hmm. Um, so th- th- there was a, there's an iPhone cable. That um, and this is not on our running order, but just going to back no, to no. the Black Hat cool. conference. Cool. There's an iPhone cable that people sell that yeah. was selling online, right? So you think, okay, I'm going to buy an iPhone cable, mm. I'm going to buy a USB stick for memory, or I'm going to buy um, sure. an external uh, battery pack, for example. But do you know who makes it? Do you know what are the? Mm. Do you know what's uh, what it's made of and who the supply is? Oh, so word. so these guys were selling these Apple Lightning cables, for example. Yeah. Okay, to charge your phone. Sure. Um, you know, you could have bought it from Amazon or any online retailer right mm. but the cable itself looked like a proper legitimate apple cable but it actually wasn't because inside this cable wow. attackers had put special kind of software and technology so that as soon as you plugged your phone into it and you thought you were charging it you were actually allowing this cable to access all your personal information on your wow. phone and then it shared it outside with different hackers and it used you know malicious tools inside this cable to be able to do this hmm. so these are the kinds of things and it's it's a, it's a fake cable it had its own ip address it's had its own browser all that sort of thing just from a little piece of cable plugged into your charger and you think hey i've got this new apple cable that i'm using but in the meantime that apple cable is sharing all your personal information hmm. so what i'm saying is just be very cautious and i i, re- I met a uh, uh, um, a, a, a security guy at a conference not so long ago, and there was one thing that yeah, interested yeah. me that he did. That's that so scary. He bought his own notebook, right? And he wouldn't let anybody plug a USB stick in it because a USB stick could be infected. So don't just allow any any person to plug a USB yeah, stick into definitely. your notebook. Um, and and they even discovered that you know these presentation uh, sticks that people have, mm. right? Um, some of them are infected. And if you plug it into your machine, hmm. do you think that you're using the uh, the, the the clicker? Hmm. That clicker is actually, uh, you know, exploiting your machine's vulnerabilities by, you know, adding malicious software into your machine that hackers can have access to eventually. And it's a difficult social thing as well, right? Because you, you go to a conference and yeah. you're like, no, no, you can't touch my laptop. Like, no, absolutely. Yeah. And that, and you should be doing those kind of things. Hmm. You shouldn't allow people to touch yeah. your notebook yeah. uh, or plug anything else into it because you don't know where yeah. that USB stick has been. Don't touch me on my Huawei. Don't, don't touch me on my... <laughs> well, yeah, don't touch me on my Huawei. I yeah, mean, that, let's talk Huawei. How insane is that, you hmm. know? And it's so interesting to see what's happening in China with Huawei. We yeah, all know this yeah. trade war with Donald Trump and, you know, the, the, the stuff that he's imposed on Huawei as a company has mm. had a devastating effect globally on them. So they've had to change a couple of things and they've announced that they, uh, they've launched this Harmony OS operating system. So traditionally what your Huawei device uses is the Google operating system. Right. Um, 
and and with Trump's antics and and bans on certain of their technologies, their their future of using that Android operating system is is in doubt. And the longer and more protracted this becomes, the worse it is for the company. So they've got some very smart people. They've got massive um, you know uh, m- amounts of money they spend on research and development in Shenzhen, where I've been to, um, and they've developed their own operating system. They'll initially use it on speakers and wearables and and small kind of things, but it's starting to grow into the ecosystem and I think eventually the way it's going I think I, I think Huawei doesn't have an option but to have their own operating system um, how it's going to translate onto the high-end phones we don't know but there's talk of them introducing it into some of their phone models in the future um, but you know I they're a smart company but what's happening okay. in China is quite interesting is despite the fact that uh, they've had this ban the massive patriotism to support a local brand in the country is driving sales so high in China that uh, you know they're saying bugger you um, Trump and West we are going to support our own so their sales have been very robust in the in the in China well Aki uh, this is something we're going to have to follow up on next yeah. week as well thanks yes. so much for a fascinating discussion on what's happening with technology in our society chat soon good to see you have a good great to see week you too. next three weeks we're going to be here together yep good. and your English was impeccable thank you Mr. <laughs> Walsh <laughs> Paul <Puffle> Walsh <laughs>